Hello, and welcome to the Outpost Frequencies, brought to you by the lastmovieoutpost.com for all of your movie news, reviews, and everything cool about films. I'm on my own for a little while, uh, until the others get here. Sean can't make it, don't know why, probably something to do with the police. Uh, Matt is at a barbecue, which is weird, because it's raining in England. But then, you know, in England we do have barbecues in the rain, it's not a big deal. And uh, Yoda is on his way. He's doing work. On a Sunday, we should be outlawed. <laughs> anyway, let's say welcome to the Outpost Frequencies. Let's put this up. How is everybody today? How are we all? Gre- greetings program. And hello to you, Big Gator. Thank you for joining us. Sorry we haven't replied to some of your comments that you've been leaving on our lovely videos that you can find on our channel and everything else. Uh, like I say, just been very, very busy. I've been out filming. I'm going to show this off because Yoda's not here. I treated myself to a new drone. <laughs> um, it's rather good. Uh, the range on this one is a lot better than the last one because the last one, as I said, I, I nearly lost lost it. The range on this one apparently is 10 kilometers, uh, which is quite scary. How did you go from being bold to having a fall of hair? The bold was uh, taken quite a long time ago. Um, and since then, I've grown it back. I do shave my head every now and then. So look at the back at my hair. No, not that side, this side. I'm sticking up there. Every now and then, I do shave it. But no, like I say, it's just one of those things. But anyway, hello and welcome. Okay, now let's crack on. What are we talking about this year? This year, that's what I meant to say, is light year. Now, Disney have been going through some more problems as per one of the major issues well, it's a major minor issues it depends on how you look at it is they've just recently sacked seven thousand people they've been losing money hand over fist we don't know why it's got nothing to do with the work preaching anyway apparently a lot of the people that have been laid off have been the people that worked on the movie lightyear the movie that andy definitely did not watch to buy the Lightyear toy. <laughs> They've got to update things, haven't they, and make them for the modern audience. They can't just leave it alone. Lightyear could have been a perfectly good movie, but there was all the controversy sh- um, surrounding it about the first lesbian couple and everything else. Not that there's anything wrong with lesbians, but there is in a kid's movie. And, of course, this is what they've got to do. And so they have laid a lot of the people off. I have got to call this story up mainly because... <laughs> There's quite an interesting, I say it's interesting, it's not actually funny, but it's kind of mildly funny. But one of the people that got fired was actually kind of one of the saviors of Pixar. So, uh, where are we? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, The producer of Lightyear, 30-year-old Pixar veteran, Galen Sussman, Oh, no, no, no. Right. Sussman was revered in the corridors above Pixar as the producer producer who single-handedly saved Toy Story 2, purely because he had a backup of it on his computer while he was working from home, and Pixar accidentally lost the original footage. And Toy Story 2 was an excellent one. But yeah, he saved it. He has recently been fired uh, because of producing Lightyear and going down the route of being preachy and not just making a decent movie. Going back to my hair. Oh, I shave my head every now and then, like I say, yeah. But no, it's been, it, it, I did have it quite long, but it's all, it's all gone now. Um, yeah, like I say, that a lot of the producers from Lightyear got fired. Um, it's not a shame. 
because it's kind of unless you say that sarcastic, I don't think it's a shame because I think it is one of those things where I, I'm going to say it: go woke, go broke. And this is exactly what's happening to Disney at the moment. They are churning out garbage, which is for the modern audience, and the modern audience aren't into really interested in the properties, are they? Uh, you know, they, 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 the modern audience screaming about rights and having certain people, uh, what's the word, um, represented in these movies, but they're not actually interested in it. And Disney should be pandering to the fans, the people that actually pay their wages. Then they wouldn't be hemorrhaging so much money. What are you going to do? Uh, like I say, personally, I, I I don't want to say I find it funny because people losing their jobs is never funny. But then you reap what you sow. Hopefully, in a month's time, we'll all be cheering that Kathleen Kennedy has been fired because she's going to reap what she sow because that woman is awful and has been ruining things for Disney as well and Lucasfilm. I'm going to get off the bandwagon about this. Good job Sean's not here. But yes, it, like I say, it's a shame, obviously, that two of these people have been lost their money. But I mean, ultimately, the movie made in the box office $226 million. It cost $200 million to make. Making $26 million profit for a movie like that, it's not good. It's not good. But ultimately, this was going to happen because they were more interested in preaching than they were of, of making a decent movie, as was the case of many, many most films these days. It's such a shame. Well, yeah, I say shame is not a shame, but we can only pray that Darth Kennedy is fired. She, she won't be. She'll be given Bob Iger's job. She'll fail up like she always does. Anyway, let's move on to something a bit more cheery. Arnold Schwarzenegger is no slouch when it comes to action. That man knows his way around an action film. He has been a legend since, let's say, The Terminator, uh, and appearing in many films, action films over the years, including <laughs> Terminator Dark Fate. Which is... Anyway, he has now been put in charge of Netflix as their chief action officer. Nobody quite knows what the job role is, Um <laughs> I mean, as what is chief action? I mean, you may have, if you go to the website, askmovieoutpost.com, uh, if you go to the website, there is an article about it, and there's an advert with him and Chris Hemsworth, which is mildly amusing. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Arnie, in front of the camera, happy days. The guy is an action star. He's great. However, being in front of the camera and being behind the camera are two different things. That's why you don't see many actors become directors or directors become actors. Generally, you know, there are a few crossovers, obviously, but genuinely, they stay apart from each other because it's very difficult being in front of the camera, but then it's very difficult being behind the camera. Not all actors can do it. Keanu Reeves is a classic example. Love the guy in front of the camera. He did direct, oh, 2014, I want to say, The Man of Tai Chi, and it's his only directing credit. You know, if you go in front of the camera, stay there. If you go behind the camera, pretty much stay there. You may cross over. Some people like George Clooney is somebody who's good in front of and behind. But Arnie being an action officer, again, it's kind of, don't get me wrong, I love Arnie. The guy is great. Like I say, Terminator came out in, what, 1980, whatever it was. Now, he's an old man. Can't do the action as much as he can. We will come on to Expendables 4 later, but he can't do the action like he used to so with that in mind 
Arnie does kind of need to, I don't want to say bow out gracefully, but, you know, just because he's been put in charge of action, you know, at Netflix. I don't know. It's one of those, it's one of those things, isn't it? That we'll have to wait and see. I'm scratching my head on this. Didn't Netflix reject Conan series? Or was it Amazon? Maybe he couldn't get King Conan out of the deal. I mean, the, the whole Conan thing was a bit of a, yeah. Um, I can't remember that chances are one of them wanted to do a series because let's face it, obviously these days they can't come up with any original ideas. We'll be coming on to that later. Uh, but yeah, you know, Disney, Netflix, and all these other companies, it's all reboots, remakes, re-sequels, blah, 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 whatever it is. So maybe that was it. Maybe they couldn't get King Conan off the ground, so they just said to Warney, hey, why don't you be our chief action officer? And he's going, what is a chief action officer? Well, <laughs> we don't know. Just come and join us. Uh, but like I say, who knows? Who knows with that one? But yeah, I mean, like I say, have you, has anybody seen Fubar? Any good? I've heard mixed things about it. I've heard some people say it's quite entertaining and other people saying it's a really bad, cheap ripoff of um, True Lies. I haven't had the time because I've been binging Succession, which I've only just started, and I know I'm late to the party, but I'm halfway through the first series, and I'm absolutely loving it, so don't spoil anything. Anyway, so that's all right. Speaking, oh, speaking of other action heroes, Tom Cruise apparently has been phoning it in. Now, we didn't even think he had a phone, because that guy, when it comes to action, I mean, the guy's a legend. I am looking forward to seeing Mission Impossible 7, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Again, with these titles, Mission Impossible 7, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. I'm looking forward to seeing it because it's going to be a good old school, old-fashioned school, Chris McQuarrie. Um, I watched Way of the Gun recently, which was done by Chris McQuarrie. It's very good, but that's beside the point. But it's going to be a good action film. I'm looking forward to it. Good for UK uh, cancelling your Netflix account a couple of months ago. I think everybody, everybody's doing the same at the moment because of the whole they're not letting you do sharing anymore, are they? Anyway, back to Tom Cruise. Yeah, that guy never phones it in. That guy is a daredevil and and literally the last action hero. Steven Spielberg said that it was uh, um, Top Gun Maverick that saved cinema's ass. Uh, kind of true or not true, but, you know, that guy's good. He's been phoning in, though, because... Mission Impossible is out the week before, I think it is, um, Oppenheimer and Barbie come out. Now, that's the end of July, as I remember, end of June, end of July. So you've got two major movies, Oppenheimer and Barbie, competing against each other. Tom Cruise is out the week before that with Mission Impossible. However, it's the IMAX that he's really worried about. Oppenheimer has apparently been entirely filmed for the IMAX experience. Tom Cruise thinks that, well, a lot of the Mission Impossible, the action sequences have been filmed for the IMAX experience, but not all of it. But Tom Cruise thinks that it should be stay in the IMAX experience for longer, as opposed to when Oppenheimer comes out. So he's going to lose a bit of revenue against Oppenheimer. Out of the two movies, I'm looking forward to seeing both. Oppenheimer, I'm probably going to wait till it's on streaming. I'm not bothered about seeing it on the big screen. Mission Impossible, though, yes, I would like to see on the big screen, especially in IMAX. I think it would be spectacular. Um, so he's been on the phone. 
it when they said he's been on the phone, it reminded me of um oh Tropic Thunder when he was on the phone there going, I'll rip your heart out and blah 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 and blah 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 blah. Find out who that was, will you? <laughs> you can imagine some executive executive at Warner Brothers going, Oh yeah, Tom Cruise is on the phone, he wants to talk about the opening week of um, Oppenheimer. Um Yes, that Tom Cruise film looks good. Mission Impossible. It's not that Tom Cruise film. It's Mission Impossible. <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing it. Though. Like I, said, I think the Mission Impossible series has been a decent series. It started well. The second one, J.J. <laughs> Abrams did the third one. And then they've kind of, they went to, I can't remember who did the, the fourth one now. But then they went on to Chris McQuarrie, who's been doing an excellent job with them. Um. So, sorry, I'm reading the comments there as well. But, yeah, like I say, so we're going to have to have to wait and see what happens with that because, I mean, I haven't even got an IMAX, so the cinema near me. My cinema is so old, there's still an old lady who plays the piano for the villains that come on and stuff. Um, don't worry, I won't post it. When I read it, I couldn't understand it. Somebody's just made a spelling mistake, but it's okay. <laughs> I know what those are like. Um, so, yeah, so Tom Cruise has been phoning it in in trying to get Mission Impossible into the cinemas just that little bit longer and stay there for that little bit longer, uh, which, like I say, I, I, Mission Impossible is something I would go to the cinema to see. I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, I mean, in the meantime, we've got Indy 5. And I know I will watch it, but I'm just not bothered about seeing it on the big screen. I don't want to give Disney any money anymore. They don't deserve it. They're horrible. But, yes, so Tom Cruise actually has a phone and has been phoning it in. Now, I'm going to move on to some stuff that I've talked about because I'm, I'm not sure I'll wait till Yoda's here. But Danny McBride, I find, is one of those people who can be funny. I'll give him Hot Rod and I'll give him Tropic Thunder. But apart from that, he's not that funny a person, I don't find. I don't think he's a particularly good storyteller either. Now, I know he has done some other stuff outside of, of, of Halloween and a few other bits and pieces, which I've not seen, so I can't judge. But he did write Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends. <laughs> I'm not going to read that comment, Gator, but yes, I, I too will be waiting. I'm not going to say it. Just to be on the safe side. Don't want to get us banned. Anyway, right, so about Halloween. Halloween Kills was terrible, in my opinion. Halloween Ends was even worse. It was it was laughably bad. I think, wasn't it Kills, the one where he fights the, uh, the fireman and everything? And, I mean, Halloween Kills was just awful. Michael had kind of retired and, and given up the whole lorry thing. He was living in a, living in a, uh, sewer. Uh, and then this new kid, Corey, came along. He was going to be his little protege. And I wanted a little montage of them breaking into a house and Michael going, you know, and showing him how to kill and everything else. And it was it was bad. And this, to me, is the kind of the peak of Danny McBride's writing. He said, I will look this up because I will quote him. Uh, let me just find it a minute. Because I'm just using the excellent for search function on the last movie at post.com. Uh, but he said, he's talking about 
uh, kills and end. I'm a massive fan as well. Oh, sorry, this is my bad reading now. I'm a massive fan as well. So I just wanted to give something that would make the fans excited and not make the fans angry with you. It was fun to try and pull it off for better or for worse and to meet John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis. It was kind of surreal participating um, uh, to be participating further in that. And it's awesome. When asked about the how Corey overshadowed Michael. I think that's a valid criticism. All three of these movies were already Green, who directed Green Short, uh, sort of brainchild. He had a very distinct idea. Oh, excuse me a minute. Hang on. <clears throat> so sorry. <clears throat> he had a very distinct idea of what he wanted to do with this, and I just felt lucky that he brought me along for the ride to help out where I could, where I could, and to try and give him anything I could on it. <clears throat> He told me his pitch for focusing on the Corey character, who was supposed to be taken over from Michael. I thought that was a little cool. I thought it was cool. Um, I thought it was a smart take on it. I thought that there was a way to try to avoid repetition and sort of explore something a little different. Still trying into, um, still tying into what Halloween's ultimately about. Now. <clears throat> The, the problem with bringing a character like Corey in to the end, it's, it's then a soft reboot, like Scream's just gone through. Scream has ultimately been, always been about Sidney Prescott. She's now left, and it's now about two other girls whose names I can't remember for the life of me, even though I've seen Scream 6, 5, whichever the new one is. Um, it's then a soft reboot, so you can just carry on making them carry on going ghost face going around killing people blah 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 yada 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 it's, it's just boring and ultimately as i've said a thousand times before and i'll carry on saying it the whole the more you add to something the less special it becomes halloween is an original movie 78 when it came out whatever it was fantastic absolutely changed the whole serial killer type of thing it was it was uh, it was a master masterclass it was brilliant however as they have gone on it's like the rob zombie ones Just terrible terrible movies and like i say halloween 18 2018 it was, it was all right i know fans loved it i was not a massive fan of it it was all right but then kills and end were just terrible um Yes, Danny McBride wrote Halloween Ends. No wonder it was, he worked on the whole trilogy. But yes, it does explain quite a lot. Um, the trilogy was a bad idea. The only good Halloween movie was the original. Halloween 3 was just um, a different... <laughs> yeah, Halloween 3 was really weird because it's kind of like, oh, it's a Halloween movie. Oh, who's playing Michael? Oh, Michael's not in it. <laughs> really? Um, it, was, uh, it was strange. Um... All right, Maureen Prescott, but you know what I mean. Uh, like I say, you know, the first movie was quite good. Then they dragged it out and everything else. And it was, and now it's moved on from the Prescott family, should we say, to another family. And then they're all just going to now continue it. So, you you know, the next movie is just going to be about Ghostface running around killing people. And at the end, you find out it was because they killed somebody's whatever. It's just dragging it out. The more you add, the more they take away. But yeah, Halloween ends. Um, if you haven't seen it, I, I genuinely laughed a lot in it. 
if it did have the scene with the fireman, I mean, I, I I can't remember if that was ends or kills, like it matters. They were just they were just bad. They were just bad. They were laughably bad. Um. So yeah, Danny McBride sort of says it's a valid criticism, and I also think to myself, well, Danny McBride, maybe you shouldn't make any stuff in the future. Probably you won't though, because he's a middle-aged white male. So um, the chances of people like that getting a job these days are very slim. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? Right, okay, here we go. Now, <laughs> got to be careful with this one. <laughs> the French Connection from 1971, I think it was, has in it a racial slur by Popeye Doyle played by Gene Hammond. Firstly, The French Connection is, is a masterclass. Brilliant movie. Absolutely fantastic movie. But yeah, there's there's a racial slur in there uh, because Popeye Doyle's character is a racist. He is also a misogynist and a bigot and, and kind of, you know, everything that's wrong with the 70s. It recently came to pass that the movie was on HP. No, 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 it's TMC and the Criterion Channel. Ten seconds have been edited out where the racial slur occurs. Now, nobody noticed this at first. Disney owned 20th Century Fox. 20th Century Fox are the people that produced the movie. For Criterion, particularly, they are quite, you know, they're one of those companies that will put stuff together so that it's it's kind of in its original format and original thing, maybe, you know, enhanced graphics and so forth. But, you know, it's they then produced or put out this edited copy that had 10 seconds cut out because of the racial slur. So they are now, say now, they've been doing this for a long time, but they are changing historical documents shall we say as, as from galaxy quest the historical documents but they are changing movies to again fit in with the modern audience cultural vandalism okay nobody in their right mind would go to the louvre in paris and go that Mona lisa is a good painting but she needs updating really maybe she could be doing that and have a phone in her hand and really have your makeup with a tiktok sign wouldn't do that because she would keep that that painting original but no apparently disney 20th century fox criterion and i'm sure there's another company tmc but there's i'm sure there's another company that's involved with this they seem to be happy to let people now watch a movie from the 1970s edited to cut out things like racial slurs and so forth to keep up with modern standards and modern audiences that's cultural vandalism. That's wrong. It's wrong, 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 wrong. The Ministry of Truth approves. Listen, that reference was that from. Hey, look who we've got. Hello, Yoda. How's it going? I can't say. Think of anything to say. What? Uh, I'm just losing my brain. Finish work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just froze. Uh, no, I, I actually have been listening to you. Um, and yes, I, 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 I think that we need to, you know, I, I, I know that I need to stop swearing on this 
channel because we know that bad words are the worst thing that you could ever do. Oh, yes, absolutely. Especially any word that rhymes with bigger. Don't. Don't. <laughs> and we're, we're, you know, murder, theft, government corruption, death. It's the words. It's the words. Are we, tr the are we trying to get banned? <laughs> Yeah, because I could murder somebody on this channel, and I would probably have less chance of getting banned than saying the wrong word. Let's put that to the test. Oh, darling. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. She's insured. Um, yeah, sorry, I, the I, I'm responding truth, truth. to your French Connection stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, with it, like I say, it, it's, it's culturally, it's wrong. Wrong in every respect. Because when you think about it, if they're taking out a certain racial slur, what about Quentin Tarantino mov uh, movies? Are they going to edit them? And here is yes. the uh, here is the modern audience version of uh, Django Unchained, running at six minutes and thirty seven seconds. <laughs> well, they started with Song of the South, which was from the forties. Now they've worked their way up to nineteen seventy one, The French Connection. So give them a little time they'll get there they're working their way you know chronologically through all the stuff that makes them feel icky yes, I mean a lot of places uh, somebody was saying that HBO Max I think it was had um, Blazing Saddles on and it had a warning on there at the beginning saying some of the uh, in fact we get it on TV shows here some of the older TV shows that some of the language that is used is culturally inappropriate and so forth which is just then fine <laughs> when I see that sign I always think oh good I can enjoy this um, yeah <laughs> um, but well, what you, is our culture now? I mean, is it is it really just we are so weak and pathetic, and and that yeah. words are just? It's like saying Voldemort. It's like oh, you said losing their minds. It's like it's 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 a sound in the air. It has a little bit of meaning, but come on, guys, there's, there's actual there's real freaking problems out there. Can we can we? Yeah, prioritize. I, I saw a comedian the other day, and he said, "When did sticks and stones break my bones, but names will never hurt me?" Stop being a, you know, a thing. When you when you were when we were brought up, you know, if somebody sort of said, "Oh, he called me so and so at school," it's like, "Well, sticks and stones will break your bones, but names will never hurt you," and they don't. Ultimately, you know, um, you know, if somebody calls you a name. I, I actually this week had somebody call me a very naughty name on the road. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details, but I do think to myself, well, I'm not. So, well, names was... will never hurt you, but retaliation for names that you call people will hurt you bad in terms of canceling your credit cards, your bank accounts, your ability to shop, your ability to be on the internet, you know, destroy your career. It, yeah, that, it, it's it's names. It's it's what will do back to you. Because yes. you said a name or a word, and it's like this is a weak, say, weak society we've got now. Yes, that's the problem. Is is we we have a society where, like I say, if you say the wrong thing, they will scout, shout, and scream like a like a two year old having a tantrum until they get their way, and it's kind of that's not the way life works. You know, if a two year old does it, you kind of just go right fine, carry on screaming. When you've cried out, we'll walk we'll it over it. And yeah. Adults do it. And for some reason, everybody listens. How do I look? A different camera. Hey, you look a bit. What's the word? 
I want to say Shit. filtered. No, filtered. Because it looks like I you've don't got know a filter why. on. I don't know why it looks like that. It does. It's. Uh, I need to probably. You can see all my wrinkles, look. Yeah. You look nice. You you could pass for like 22, 23. <laughs> <laughs> what, decades? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, yeah, so like I say, cult, uh, cultural vandalism is taking place because they're, they're editing out thing and they're doing it with not even telling anybody that's kind of a, that's a naughty bit but as well about it it was it came out the french connection was streaming in may and it took somebody an, a month to notice before you know this section was taken out obviously a real fan of the french connection and just sort of hanging a minute i remember some you know him saying that and like i say so they're actually doing it kind of without us noticing this this is a good reason To hang on to these, they they can't take the swearing out of this. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, they can't alter these. They'll never be able to alter these. They can't, like I say, I mean, Star Wars on Disney has been altered several times now with different bits and pieces, but it's kind of they can't alter that because that's actually an original and um, theatrical cut, and they can't touch it. So tough. I, <laughs> I have Blu-rays of most of this kind of stuff, but even that, it's like I can't. I don't have unlimited storage, so I'm just I'm finding unaltered versions in various places that I yes. just store on my Plex. So I have a digital copy, of so so to speak, but it's uh, you know it's on my machine. I can't come and do anything to it. So exactly. same difference. Let's move on to happier things. <laughs> stop, hammer time. It should be stop. Army Hammer. Um, no, there's actually two stories in this. Is, it, is this the about. return of the show Sledgehammer, which was completely no. underrated? No? Oh, damn it. Oh, no. Firstly, if Hammer was back, that would be fantastic. I, I've been watching Succession, and Hammer is in in, in Succession. Is it? Uh, the guy who played him, I forget exactly the actor's name now. But, yeah, no, 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 that would be great. No, this is about Army Hammer, who allegedly went on a bit of a bender uh, and, and it involved, as I remember, things like human blood um, and orgies and so forth. It was it was pretty scandalous. But apparently he has been found that no charges will be brought against him. Which is interesting because that doesn't mean he didn't do it. It just means nobody's going to prosecute him for it. Isn't he? Isn't he um, part of a giant family of some sort, or he's got, he's he's connected to a very rich family? Of, I, I, it would make perfect sense if he was. Now that these allegations have now been dropped, I, I literally try to remember what what his deal is, but I, I want to say he's connected to some sort of very large family and it is one of those things that if you can throw enough money at it you yeah. can you can generally get away with it things things it's just if it's just a fine if it's a speeding fine and you can afford to pay it it's not really a penalty is it you know yeah <laughs> if you get caught doing 200 miles an hour down the motorway or down the freeway as you would call it and but you know and it's a ten thousand dollar fine and you just think well there you go it's ten thousand dollars fine they're not going to learn anything <laughs> they'll just carry on doing it but yeah apparently allegedly uh, there was some pretty weird stuff in it i can't remember the exact details but it was 
it was it was worse than Ezra Miller. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> Which he's saying a lot. Yeah, I I mean, you know, Jonathan Majors ain't gonna get away with it, so maybe there's uh, something to this whole black white thing, but uh <laughs> Yeah. And on top of that, (laughs) and talking about this, um, what else came up this week was Brian Singer. Can I get the photo that I made? This is going to get us maybe into a little bit of trouble, but I don't care because it was funny. Um, So for the live stream, I was going to post this. Uh, on the entire screen. Oh, I think I saw this. I did see this. <laughs> yeah. Of Brian Singer with some friends, being Eggy, myself. I, I left you out of it. Um, I technically, actually, that. you well, no, you just can't see where your head is. Um, <laughs> but again, I rescind my appreciation. <laughs> but. Brian Singer is apparently going to be making a documentary about himself and the allegations of sexual misconduct and also conduct on set, which uh, allegedly got him fired from Bohemian Rhapsody. It's a bold move. Uh, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. But I mean, why? Why should he fear? I mean, he'll put this out. He'll get vindicated because we now. Show little kids their 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 buttholes on the streets in pride parades. We do, you know. I mean, this is yeah. the one guy. What, what was the guy on Call of Duty that had all those skins? He had a partnership with the video game company where he could do his brand. Oh yeah, he's a Twitch streamer. And yeah. says, I think we should just not bring the kids into it. And they immediately went crazy and and deleted him. Uh, Activision got rid of him and everything. I'm like, on this is an odd self report, don't you think? Yeah, so so you do what the kids brought into all your sexual things. So why wouldn't Brian Singer think, hey, this is acceptable now? Why why are you guys coming after me? It is it, again. It's a strange one, and it's. Uh, I said because I did the article for this, and I said that when you are making a documentary, you should go into the documentary with an open mind to whatever you discover. You know what the facts are. I can't imagine Brian Singer is going to be going into this and by the end of it going, maybe I am a nonce. Hmm. <laughs> All the evidence seems to point to it. You know, he's not going to think, obviously. Uh, I, I no, what he's thinking is, is that if nonces are considered acceptable by the mainstream and corporations and everything, and are in fact lauded and, and defended everywhere, why wouldn't he say, well, why am I getting punished? Hmm. I mean, logically, <laughs> I... Don't blame him. Morally, I think he's scum. But you know, it's it's like scum is what runs all of our Western society now. I mean, we yeah. deserve to fall to a certain extent. It's uh, the uh, I think the the reason why they're angry with him and why they want him to let him get the fall is because he got found out. <laughs> and it's kind of like, well, no, if you're stupid enough to get found out, that's your own problem. Type of thing. You know, well, and, you know. they, 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 but you you talk about being found out. They're celebrating it. They're in the their schools. They're putting all this stuff to kids. They're calling yeah. you bad for saying I don't want kids exposed to any sexual stuff. I don't want kindergartners exposed to any sex, hetero or homo or bi or q or whatever weird thing that makes you come. Which is really what this is all about. It's just whatever weird thing makes you come. That's the thing that is. 
that that everybody's gonna uh, cheer and laud and act like it's a big civil rights fight of our time. Well, Can okay, I, then why shouldn't Brian Singer think, okay, well then why are you punishing me? Yeah, I I've got something controversial to say about this. Well, it's not controversial because this is just my own logic, but and. I don't know. I might save this for afterwards. No, I better not. <laughs> let's, let's tease us now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't want us to get into too much trouble. Uh, let's let's move on then. So, Mushin Mushieti for Batman. Now you, you must have you must have heard about this because you're a bit of a Batman fan, aren't you? Uh, let me find the article. I actually, I haven't heard about this. I haven't been. I've been, been just so busy lately. I can barely get on the damn live stream. So, right. So, the director of it, that was it, uh, is looking at doing a Batman movie. Uh, Andy Muschetti, 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 is that? That's the director. Yeah, Andy okay. Muschetti. If I do it like that, it sounds better. How many uh, how many Batman movies are we going to have? We already <laughs> had the one with Robert Pattinson, and we got Ben Affleck kind of in the wings. Now we got Michael Keaton is back. Well, uh, apparently, according to this, they want it. They it, it looks like he's going to be directing Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Clearly, handling this, multiple Batmans over multiple multiverses. Uh, can I can I say I am over the multiverse thing? I really am. The more I, the more I look at the the Spider Man across the Spider Verse and how it cheapened Spider Man as a character, in my opinion, I'm, I'm just over. I mean, I, I don't want to. The movie wasn't terrible, but the just the concept, the whole multiverse concept, is now really I'm over it. It just it, if there's eight. To brilliant Spider-Man, if there's billions of Batmans out there, then, then none of them mean anything. I don't the care. Problem, the problem with it is, is it, as I've just said, like with the whole um, Halloween thing, how they want to do like a soft reboot of Halloween like they have done with Screen. The problem with the multiverse thing is, is it will never stop. Because if a Batman gets killed... That's fine. We've got another one from another universe whose parents did actually live, but he's still and just we got one in the back. Check the warehouse. Got all kinds yeah, of Batman answers. You know, and it's just literally then they can they can literally do whatever they want with Batman. You know, it's just uh, make him whatever whatever sexuality, gender, whatever it is, they can just do whatever they like because it's a multiverse. So you can do whatever you like with a multiverse. You can have a pregnant black Batman on a motorcycle. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll just put this up. Drop point says, "Hey, what's up, circuit party people?" I'm not saying the first, but as you can see, I've made an effort to decorate my office bright colours. Um, uh, Andy Muschietti, Muschietti, Mush, Mush, is he directed it? The re the reboot of it, I should say, uh, the one with um. Oh, Starsguard, Alex Alexander yeah. Starsguard, yeah, which I I thought was was pretty good. It was far from perfect, but it was pretty good. Um, but again, it's James Gunn taking over, obviously the whole Warner Brothers thing, and then just you know, okay, here's more content, everybody. Everybody's bored of superhero movies, so let's give them some more. Uh, I'll tell you the truth, Phil. I'm just getting bored of movies. 
I mean, I'm just, I'm just like, I don't see anything that's coming up that's really. There might be one or two, obviously, but when yeah. I, you know, back in the '80s, the '90s, even the early 2000s, I felt like every there were so many films that felt like a must see and an event, and and you connected yeah. to it in so many ways. And I'm just sitting there, just, just, well, just watching them. Yeah, yeah. I, like, um, I can't remember the last big thing I saw. Oh, funny enough, actually, no, it, it, I, was, I was talking to somebody about going to the cinema, a friend at work, and um, she said about it, and I said, I can't even remember the last thing I saw. I think it was Ant-Man. Oh, I'm going, no, completely forgot that I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in the cinema. And, you know, Guardians is a big movie. You know, it's, it's a big Marvel movie, and it's a big budget, and it's big explosions and everything else. I completely forgot I saw it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that third movie... I was kind of surprised at all the typical critics that I watch or like really were kind of gushing over three, and I just didn't think it was anywhere near the first two. I I don't think it was terrible. It's, like I said, the second best thing in phase four, phase five, which is not a high bar. (laughs) But it's, it's still, it was not... Not quite where it just wasn't as memorable. It just didn't hit nearly as. No, uh, that's what I mean. It's like I say, I saw it in the cinema and I, I completely forgot about it. And I'm the same as you now. That I, I go through newer movies that are coming out, movies that are trending, and like I say, just be releasing stuff. And it's just your like, wife's no, calling you, no. man. Shut up. <laughs> Dog outside. I got the window open. It's late night in here. We were supposed to have thunderstorms today, and in fact, my app. I won't give it up, but my app says thunderstorms right at this minute. And looking out the window, it's quite nice. I might go for a walk after this. <laughs> well, we got your thunderstorms, and we weren't supposed to have any, so there you go. Oh, oh that's where they are. They obviously got lost yeah. in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but took, yeah. Took Southwest you, Airlines. <laughs> but you, you click through and think, don't fancy that. No, no, no. You know, and, and even newer movies. I, I did say just a minute ago that next month like I say Oppenheimer's out which I do want to see and the same with Barbie <laughs> eventually I will see it but like Mission Impossible 7 yeah I would go and see that in the cinema because I, I, I'll be looking forward to it Indiana Jones just just not bothered it's such a shame that I think um, uh, we said it on the website recently in the talkback lastmovieoutpost.com uh, but somewhere in the talkback I think it was Stark who said that you know we us guys keep the last movie outpost alive because we love movies. But we are all getting to a point where it's just, you know, there's just nothing worth talking about. There's nothing to look yeah. forward to. There's no, like you say, big events that you can think, oh, wow, you know, let's let's all get on this. It's just... <laughs> this, this year just looks like a complete... Yes, I want to see Dune 2 because I like the first one so much. Yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer, okay, probably will be good, but I'm not... Not like just chomping at the bit to see it. I mean, I used to chomp at the bit. I don't know if it's just my age or if it's just, I mean, I noticed the Red Letter Media. I mean, the Red Letter Media does a whole movie channel, a YouTube channel that revolves completely around movies for the most part. And some of it bad movies and things like that. But you look at even the bad movies that are, you know, unintentionally bad and everything. It's like because there were people that passionately and incompetently, yeah. but passionately wanted to create something. But nothing feels like artists wanting to create something anymore. It feels yeah. like McDonald's. And I'm I, even like, I'm, I'm sure Mission Impossible will be good. But quite frankly, I 
as much as I know that I've enjoyed all the Mission Impossible movies, I'm struggling to really talk about them or re- recall much of what happened in them other than the big stunt set pieces. Yeah. Like he's running down the, the building and everything. I, 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 we'll get on to Fast and Furious in a minute, but again, Fast and Furious, I went through the list with somebody the other day and it was like there was the first one, the second one, Tokyo Drift, the fourth one. The fifth one is with the big no, it's with the safe. The sixth with one's the with the plane. The seventh one, Paul Walker dies. The eighth one's a submarine. And the ninth one is Cars in Space. Cars and it's in like, space. But that's how you remember them. Like I say, the actual story, I mean, I didn't. I did the review of Fast and Furious, and I didn't even bother breaking down the story because it, ultimately I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I actually remember more about what happens in the Fast and the Furious franchise than I do in the Mission Impossible. And I... There's no way you could say that the Fast and the Furious is a is a more quality franchise than the Mission Impossible ones. You, you can't. But it's like okay, Tom Cruise. I, I, as far as I can tell, every Mission Impossible is Tom Cruise is on a mission. Um, it's impossible. And then they think he's the bad guy, <laughs> and then he has to, uh, you know, prove his innocence again. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think I almost every one of them is like, oh, he got disavowed again. Right. Okay. He well. should be on here with us because we get disavowed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's move on. Speaking of franchises, which are just dragging themselves out now, Expendables Four is due out very soon. Uh, we had what was described by one of our outposters as the worst poster they've ever seen. Uh, um. But again, this is just another one of those kind of, oh, well, the last three made money, so let's just keep going. Uh, but now Stallone is leaving and, and and handing the baton to Jason Statham for them to Are carry on. Are you saying on. he's expendable? <laughs> Apparently so. And I am still sticking to the rule here. In the poster, it says, sorry, 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 sorry. apparently 50 cents in this one. Uh, interesting fact: Fifty Cent is known as four thousand dollars in South Africa. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm really a crappy old joke there. But it's called this, and then it says with Andy Garcia, he's the bad guy, and Sylvester Stallone. I reckon he's going to be killed off because it said and. Uh, maybe. I mean, a lot of times the and is like some sort of. If you get an and, it means you make more money. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, there I we guess. go. At least we're not all women expendables. But well, that's then not the, the title point, would be more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking to myself, should I make a joke about women being expendable? Yeah, but again, it's it's again, it's just one of these things where it's. I mean, it might be a good laugh. I do remember the first one, the expendables, but then the second and the third one I've seen, and I can't again tell you much about them. The only thing I remember from The Expendables was the... I'm pretty sure it was unintentionally hilarious, but all The Expendables are, like, running... It's it's some town or something. Around the corner, there's, like, 8 million people in a tank coming, and they're they're holed up, and it's just like, they're screwed, they're messed up. And suddenly, (laughs) the tank explodes, and then a bunch of people die, and the rest run off. And around the corner comes Chuck Norris... By himself, yeah. <laughs> just him. <laughs> how how did he, because he's freaking Chuck Norris? That's Norris, why. Yeah, yeah. 
It was like um, they did a Chuck Norris, you know, one of those Chuck Norris jokes in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, they might as well have had. They might. They should have put in there, in the same respect, they should have put starring John Cena and then just not have him in the movie at all, you know? Because <laughs> obviously he's invisible. You know? <laughs> and he was there just to save their bacon because he's Chuck Norris, that's why. Norris, yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I think those, I think those movies were pretty pretty bad and they're they're tough to watch this trailer the fact, the f- was the best looking one i mean as far as i was I gonna say that see what's going on the first one i don't know i'll give the first one some credit because it was all it was all right but like i say uh, again they, i mean they're ridiculously over the top i always love the fact of kind of like why use one bullet to kill somebody when 50 will do <laughs> you know don't take the john wick route um <laughs> where it's just one shot you know um anyway so I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking at it going, eh. Speaking of things to look at and go, and the whole multiverse thing, the Disneyverse is now getting out of hand because they want to, and we are not joking about this, they want to make a Lion King-verse. Apparently, there is a story to tell of the young uh, Mustafa growing up there are other stories to be told how Scar became to be called Scar. Obviously, when he was born, you know, what should we call him? Oh, let's call him Scar. I'm sure he'll get one later on in life. <laughs> but apparently, they want to do a whole set of movies based around the live-action Lion King. And I'm again, it's forward just... to that Zazu movie, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> okay. And you just think to yourself, seriously, who works in Disney... And he's coming up with these ideas. You know, I, 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 untalented, I, I, untalented political actors. That's who we're We'll say it again. We'll say it again for those of you. Yeah, they, they want to do a Lion King verse, a multi, a, a, a universe based around the Lion King, the live action. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I, I think I watched the live action version. I can't remember, but it was John Favreau, so it was bound to be like fairly good. Because credit where credit's due, you know, the guy makes a decent movie. However, doing a whole, you know, Timber and Pumba, the early days, or you know, <laughs> it's difficult to get your head round. This is what Disney, well, who what, is what? hemorrhaging money, is spending their money on. Well, what do they do? They just they just rape and pillage their old libraries. That's all Disney does anymore. And if they don't have enough in their old libraries, they go out and buy libraries like Marvel, like Star Wars. Right? Yeah. You you can you cannot for for fifty sixty years they did original stuff all the time. It's, they've had their peaks and valleys, but you can't say that they didn't try to keep doing something new, something new, something new. For every thing that didn't work, like a, a fox and the hound or a black cauldron, which I think is underrated, but you know, I can understand yeah. it didn't do so well. There's there's, you know, they come back up with, you know, like the the little mermaid and the beauty and the beast and the lion king and all that. Yeah. That's not their model anymore. The model is rape and pillage everything that came before. Well, how many times do you think you can do that? And how many times do you think you can just stay in these safe, well, what they think is safe old properties? I said in one of our live streams, I said, I don't know how much longer Disney can survive as a company because Peter Pan and Wendy 
died a horrible death. It looks like Little Mermaid is dying a horrible death. They are stuck with all this ESG stuff. And the ESG stuff, I've been doing a lot of research. What's ESG? Environmental social governance. Oh, and that's goodness, how you right. get. That's even worse than it sounds, right? Okay. It is. It is worse than it sounds, and that's where you get diversity, uh, equity, inclusion, and inclusion, yeah, and and all this and stuff with it. But it also has a lot of environmental nonsense in it because of the church and the global warming, and it's everything. Every all these companies, they are partially or or. Uh, mi- minority owned by either Vanguard, BlackRock, or State Street, and these three comp- these three monsters of uh, investment firms, they are the ones pushing all this, and they have either bought or they've they've invested so much in these companies that they own at least twenty two to twenty five percent of these big corporations. And it's not just Disney. I mean, it's it's Target, it's Anheuser, it's all yeah. these companies. Yeah. And that's how everybody's retirement funds work. It's like you're investing in these companies through these investment firms like BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. Yes, there's some other ones, but they're all, they all own this stuff. So they keep pushing this down using what they call stakeholder capitalism. And, and, and it's not shareholder capitalism anymore. Stakeholder capitalism, which means subscribe to our weird religious cult, and you need to do this, or else we'll we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. stop giving you money, or we'll sell all our your stock. If we sell all your stock, your stock is going to go down the tank because we own twenty. I mean, if twenty five percent of Disney gets sold overnight, the stock is going to go through the floor. I was going to say that's if you're lucky. If you're unlucky, we will murder all of your family. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'd, that's the thing. They, I, I, what I am confused about is that okay, they're holding all these companies hostage with these ESG nonsense. Okay, fine. But now you look at Target, where nobody's shopping there. You look at Bud Light, nobody's buying Bud Light. I hear Kohl's is having a problem. All these places, people are said, I'm done. I'm not shopping there anymore, which means their stock price is tanking anyway. Now, if the stock prices continue to tank, these investment firms, they don't have, they have a lot of money, but they don't have unlimited funds, and all their funds are tied up into corporations that they've bought. It seems to me that if all these corporations really start tanking their stock price and everything, this is going to be a chain reaction that's going to, as, as more and more people like me and you just stop buying at these companies anymore, then wh- how can they survive? And since Disney yeah. has nothing new on the horizon to get people excited, so people aren't going to go to the Disney parks, even though they still are. I guess the parks are doing very well. but. Long term, <laughs> if you not the if Star you, Wars one. Well, true. I mean, the 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 hotel went under, right? So, I, I'm going. Okay, how can these? This can't continue. If you produce nothing but religious nonsense, and any nonsense, other company would just not. It, it wouldn't function. It would cease to be. Well, they are ceasing to be. But nobody. I went to the liquor store last night and buy a box of wine because I'm cheap shit, and uh, I, I look. I just took a glance and I'm like going all the all the 
stock that they have in the back, like you could go to the back and behind yeah. where all the things are. And all the stock that they have in the back looks, you know, two to four cases of various different beers, except for Bud Light, which is stacked up to the goddamn ceiling. And I'm like, going, okay, if you're not selling it, you're not producing it. If you go under, yeah. then what does what does BlackRock Vanguard State Street have in a worthless company now? Yeah, you have twenty two percent of zero. What do you got? And if Disney can't produce anything anymore, nobody's going to go watch their movies. Uh, I'll point to Exhibit A, The Little Mermaid. Then what do you what do you got, Vanguard BlackRock? You got you got nothing. You got twenty two percent to twenty five percent of zero. I love and if those big investment firms go under, then what's going to happen? I don't know. I was just going to say that what I do love, though, is how the PR cope with this, because obviously if you don't go to see The Little Mermaid, you're a racist. And so it's kind of like, right, so the people that are going to see it aren't racist, but the people who should be going to see it are right. So you're slagging off the people who should be paying to go into that. That's, again, it's a bold strategy. <laughs> um, to do well, it. I mean... If you don't go see it, you're a racist because you don't want to see a black. So did the people that went and saw it saw it because she was black? And why yeah. is that less racist than not going to see it because she's black? I didn't go see it because I didn't want to see another retread, a boring retread of something that I've already seen. The yeah. stupid diversity casting was just icing on the cake, but it looked it just, just <laughs> visually it looked like crap. Yeah. Um. Okay, right, okay. Uh, I was going to say something else then, and I forgot what it was now. And blah, 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 I can't remember. Um, let's, let's move on then to... I want it to be called Fast Triple X, because that would be more interesting to talk about. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's done it's that a as a movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure somebody's done that. Um, you're doing what, you guy? No, you I can't. Do, I do want to know... I do want to know how Nitrous figures into that movie. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't have sex with him. He's HGV positive. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey but no, yeah, so Fast X. Actually, it's good that the boys aren't here because they've, they've neither seen it. But um, the Fast X is uh, now on streaming. I'm very disappointed it wasn't called Fast 10, as in Fast 10, your seatbelts. Hey, missed. that was my joke. I was saving well, that as well. There you go. I Next said that joke we need months and months ago, all right? <laughs> um, and, and Sean took my joke last week about Jesus seeing his shadow. So, obviously, we don't give a shit anymore who owns what jokes. Yeah, we just rip each other off like all the companies yeah. do. Uh, recycling the same old crap. So, the first of the Fast and Furious movies was, was Paul Walker was a policeman who was trying to infiltrate a gang who was stealing VHS players and CD players. It was Point Break with Street Racing. <laughs> but it was just, it just makes me laugh, the fact it was CD players and VHSs, you know? Yeah. And... That was back in, what, 2001, 1999, 2001, is it? 2001. Yeah, a long time ago. As we said, as I said, I've mentioned this earlier, but then the last one, uh, Fast and Furious 9, had cars in space. So somehow we've gone from here to here, and as opposed to, I mean, some people go through a character arc. <laughs> this is just sort of gone... <laughs> to there and he's just you know every, every single one of them has got more out of hand however 
I do have to say that, and I unashamedly say this, the Fast and Furious movies are stupidly good fun. Stupid being the operative word there, but they are fun. Uh, yeah, I, I I do like that that you know throughout this series, I have found out that the laws of physics are merely suggestions of physics. <laughs> Guidelines still of physics gets me at best was when was when Michelle Rodriguez was flying through the air, so he crashes his car and flies. You know, and again, it's just kind of like. Yeah, physics. Why they didn't just turn into pulp when they hit? (laughs) Because screw you, that's why. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've said this before, and I'm I'm just, you know, at the risk of repeating myself. Why do I hate the Transformer, the Bayformer movies? And I like the Fast and Furious movies. That is an excellent question, because I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, I would quite happily watch any of the Fast and Furious movies again, just for the just for the giggles of it. The Transformers movies, uh, not even if it's on TV, I'd skip through it. I I I have, I've basically said that the the Transformer movies are basically Michael Bay looking at the audience, going, "This is cool. Don't you know this is cool? You're not cool if you don't understand yeah. how cool this is." And it's very arrogant. And the Fast and the Furious movies, they all are like. We get it. This is stupid. We know it's stupid, but we just want you to have a good time. We're just having fun here. I, I, I think the Onion did a great thing where they like interviewed the writer of The Fast and the Furious. It's like a five-year-old kid going, and then the car goes through the, the, the with the, the safe, the, 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 and it it's smashes like, into it's the like, roover. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. How do you come up with that? And the kid falls asleep. Oh, he's all tuckered out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if, yeah, I was gonna, sorry, did you say that that's from a, a skit that you've seen have you uh, the, yeah it's a, like on the onion bit... or something like yeah. that yeah <laughs> sorry i say i miss you saying that but yeah they are that is so funny of kids sort of writing because, these movies because a, because a kid writes a, a five-year-old would write this with unbridled enthusiasm not caring yeah. about the logic because it's just the joy of watching cars do stupid ridiculous stuff and then yeah. if you take away all the car stuff it's Pure soap opera. Like, everybody who dies comes back, just like in <laughs> yeah. a daytime soap, you know. Everybody's um, related to Dom. Everybody's related to somebody. And, oh, it turns out it's my brother, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's it's pure soap opera pap with insane multi-million dollar stunts. And, and it's like, yeah, you know what? Fine. There's nothing woke in it. That's what I, that's the other thing. It's like, Here's a diverse cast is diverse because it makes sense within that universe. It's not yeah. because they're trying to shove some sort of asinine politics down my throat. It's because this is natural and organic and makes sense. I got no issues. I'm great. And, and the I women, love every, and the every women character are tough. is memorable. And, and all the women are tough because they are tough. You know, again, it's not, you know, I did like the fact that quite a few of the fights that have taken place, like Michelle Rodriguez against um uh, Ronda Rousey and 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 Charlie Theron and stuff. It's girl on girl action. <laughs> yeah, which is you don't have um, you don't have Vin Diesel punching out Charlie Theron, which would be no. you know. And and again, it's the characters are actually done quite well. And like I say, as you say, it's a soap opera, but with it, like I did like the fact that there's a couple of scenes where you've got these old crappy houses outside of LA 
and outside is parked like ten million dollars worth of cars. <laughs> just sort of like the just walking down the street going, brought the submarine home. Oh, oh that's cool. Uh, who lives there? Who lives there then? I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> uh, that that car. There's only three of those cars in the world in there. <laughs> I gotta wonder what the what the real estate uh, prices are. The, the, the land values around. <laughs> like oh god, living next door to those guys. Something's always blowing up. Somebody's always smashing through something. They're, they're oh, dropping so you'd like cars to from space. <clears throat> oh, so you'd like to, you'd like to move into that street, sir? What car do you drive? No, it is important. <laughs> oh, a Volkswagen. Oh, um, no, sorry, yeah. it's not available. <laughs> I I. Uh, I absolutely enjoyed the movie. You know, I'm talking earlier about how bored I am with these movies. and I, But I do, I, you know, I mean, the characters are memorable, you know? I know yeah. I know their names. I know Hobbs. I know Mia. I know Brian. I know Roman. I know uh, uh, Dolman, Ramsey. Jack and, yeah. And, Dom, oh, yeah. Uncle Jack. And Ludacris, because I just call him Ludacris. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, Tej, but uh, Han, I mean, you know all these people. I know Giselle, and uh, it's like, why are these so memorable? It's like because they're just trying to entertain you. They're just trying to tell a silly story to entertain you. They are not trying to shove some sort of message, the message, down your throat. It's not that difficult. And it's not, it's not, (laughs) yes, they are not smart movies. I'm okay (laughs) with it. Oh, there you go. Look, look, just just to call this up, it's a big gator he just said there, because Fast and Furious is real people, at least. Transformers movies have the CGI characters. That's an excellent point. I can't relate to a giant robot who turns into a truck. But I can relate to Vin Diesel. (laughs) You know, if I'm not Vin Diesel on the street, I'd be quite starstruck. But I I would be crapping myself if (laughs) if a giant talking robot came up to me. We've got a lot of CGI characters out there. We've watched entire, I mean, Toy Story. Can you relate to the toys? Yes, you can. They're all CGI. Actually, yeah, it's that's not, true. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not the. It's not. It's not the method that you use to bring them to the screen. It all is in the writing, and it's all in the the way you do it. Michael Bay does nonsense action with no motivation or or. I mean, every one of the Transformers movies, they're, they're just nonsense. They don't. They don't have any. They have nothing to, to latch on to. You, you might latch on to Shia LaBeouf and their care, but they're written so poorly that yeah. you just go, I, I just don't like, they're not likable. And so, and then you get to the Mark Wahlberg one where they have a big thing about consent laws and age of of consent. And it's like, what what is this doing in a Transformers movie? <laughs> what are you doing here, you know? And Fast Fierce movies, none of them are like that. It's all, yeah, Okay. It's all about family. Well, you know, I, that's not the worst message to put out to people. Yeah. Um, even if, you know, your family is everybody in the world. <laughs> I did right. like the fact that his his wife's or his missus, his son's mother got killed, but then he found his sister, her sister. And again, yeah. it's just you know, it's it, like I say, everybody's just kind of family. What? But like you said, what the, is Fast the, X about, Phil? Why don't you give a synopsis of what the movie is about? Well, don't say first of two all, and a half hours. <laughs> first of all, I just wanted to say that the, the only thing I think I did think during the movie was 
is it is all about family, but at the same time, it also appears that if you have a family, it's a pain in the ass because <laughs> they're always getting kidnapped or, or shot at or whatever. And it's like, right, yeah, be on your own. There's no issue then. So Fast X is almost double five. Clever, actually. In Fast and Furious 5, they steal a safe of a local guy in Brazil who has been um, uh, stealing and, and, and whatnot. He's a nasty guy, so they steal his safe and steal his money. It turns out he had a son. And they the nicely retconned in the, in the opening sequence of basically doing yes. the same film, scenes from that film, but somehow yeah. put him in the, oh, oh, oh yeah, okay, I'm good. Because if like you it. go back and watch Fast Five, you will not see, unless, of course, they change it for streaming, you will not see, um, what's his name, Jason Momoa in the background, anyway. Unless, like I say, they decide to, to now alter the, alter the film. But, yeah, so it's now ten years later, and after... His, the guy, I can't remember his name now, Reese, I think it was, dies, or Range, or whatever he's called, dies. His son is now out to get Dom and the family, but not kill them. He's going to make them suffer. And so he sets them up so it looks like they bomb the Kremlin, and uh, not the Kremlin, the Vatican, try to the bomb Vatican. The, the Vatican. Um, and basically plays with them throughout the whole movie to. Uh, make them suffer and everything else, including trying to kidnap um, Dom's son. The movie, interestingly, and I'm not spoiling too much, but ends on a cliffhanger because apparently there's going to be Fast X Part 1, Fast X Part 2, and a part, Fast X Part 3. Oh, really? I thought it was only two. Uh, uh, apparently, the rumour is that Vin Diesel has been kind of hinting at the fact that there may actually be three of them. But again, it was just kind of like... <clears throat> right, so it's now Fast and Furious Part 10, Part 3. <laughs> you know, it's a good job these people can't count or they'd be angry. <laughs> so it's it starts out showing the the heist and how Jason Momoa's character got yeah from 5 and, and inserting Jason Momoa's character into this and they even brought back the actor that played Ray whatever his name is yeah um and how he got killed and everything and then he Momoa is is full on batshit insane in this movie and it's glorious he is clearly having a good time I thought it was a bit OTT myself. I thought he, I thought it, it, it was a I bit over it. the top for me. He okay. was all all the all the Fast and Furious villains up until now have been pretty self serious. Uh, Charlize oh, okay. Theron and 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 John Cena's character and and I, I don't know. I mean, they've all been Jason Statham. Either they become part of the team or they're just you don't remember. Like I can't even remember the guy from Fast. And Furious number four, and I can't. I couldn't tell you a thing about four. Yeah, uh, but Momoa is having a good time, and he is. He yeah. I I enjoyed every moment of him cheering up the scenery. I thought it was just a lot of fun. He's he doesn't give two shits, 
and he's like when he's sitting there with a couple of dead henchmen that are taped up he's like having this conversation with them (laughs) i just i i don't know i miss an over-the-top hilarious bad guy but is clearly he never takes it to the point that you don't feel like he's dangerous but it has kind of a a joker vibe to him um he might be gay Um, i don't know um Personally, I just thought, I don't know. It was just it was just pushing it a bit too much for me. I thought um, fair enough. It, I I was I thought he was I thought he was the, one of the best things about the movie because I I was really engaged with him as a character and I you know remember what he did. But he 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 tells I, he 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 puts out this fake shit about a chip or something that's in uh, Italy in transport. Yeah, and so Roman finally gets his moment to shine. He's going to lead the team. Vin Diesel's not a part of it. Michelle Rodriguez's not a part of it. And he's going to lead the team to do this thing. In the meantime, Cypher, Charlize Theron's character, shows up at Dom's door, injured. And, you know, she's like, it's kind of an enemy of my enemy is my friend scenario. Um, Because Momoa's gone in and taken all her resources. And he did this by, you, you talk about his family a pain in the ass. It's like every single one of these henchmen apparently have a kid. I just kind of like, really? Jonathan. <laughs> it's like, are, are all these horrible criminals and Cypher's organization just go home to, you know, to the wife and kids? Like, how was your day, dear? Oh, fine. I'll give in first grade. You know, <laughs> Again, it made, me think of, it made me think of Austin Powers where, Nobody ever thinks of the henchman's family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently they all had families, except for one guy who Momoa immediately blows away because he's like, I got no leverage on him, so bam, bam. And uh, so she gets away. Some of that was a little over the top because it's like this, you know, little Charlize Theron trying to hold her own against these big guys. That 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 part drives me crazy. I, I wish that, you know would lead into where she's a little bit more desperate. She has to use different weapons and things like that to make it work. But it, it wasn't the worst. It wasn't like Charlie's Angels bad. And um, so then he gets away with she, she says he's after you and your, your team and everything. So they go up to Italy. They realize that it's all a trap up there. Because little nobody comes in saying, have you seen your team? It's like, I thought you were, they were with you. He's like, we don't have a thing going on in Italy. And like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. um, why didn't Roman, like, maybe give little nobody a phone call or something? And nobody talked well, to him, I guess, until no, they were no, out there? Ludacris at one point says, no, I checked out. Everything's fine. So everything seemed legit. Well, who did he check so, with? He obviously Google. didn't check with little <laughs> Go- nobody. Google. <laughs> He's the last thing you got. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wikipedia says we're good. So, uh, <laughs> so they go up there, and it turns out they they everything goes well, and they they are able to hijack the the truck that supposedly holds this chip, and then they get locked in. That's when Momoa remote controls the truck, and there's a giant uh, Batman bomb from the Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. a big sphere in there, and. Um, through, uh, I, I don't even want to explain all the, the wacky shenanigans that go on with the cars and everything, but 
the bomb goes off. They are made, managed to keep it, they get it into the river, so the damage isn't nearly as bad. But because of this, everybody gets framed, and they all have to go off and separately. They're, they're all set up. It's basically a setup for Dom because it looks like Dom right. and the team have tried to blow up the Vatican. So Letty gets sent. She's the only one that gets captured. She gets sent down the Antarctic where she meets where Cipher is being held. And this is where I. I really laughed because they're both strapped down to a dirty, <laughs> yeah. right? And they're like in this, this big pit. And, and around the top are all these windows where everybody is watching them through the windows up in a different room, right? Yeah. yeah. And so she, Cypher, because she's got magic computer powers, she pulls a couple of wires and then she hits something on there which gasses everybody <laughs> in the room. I'm like, yeah, why is that control on that bed? Why? Yeah, I was gonna say obviously on the electronic handcuffs, what you want is a Wi-Fi connection to the to the secret gas <laughs> in the air conditioning unit. <laughs> why does that even it reminded me of the Emperor's New Groove where she's like, why do we even have this lever? Why is that even possible? It's like, well, because she has magic computer powers. That's why. Yeah. Uh, uh, as, as we know, hacking is as easy as... I mean... Well, <laughs> apparently. she's even better at it. She removes actual wires from the, uh, oh, the oh, thing. Well, yeah. Which uh, clearly makes it better. Because whenever I remove wires from my computer, it always works a lot better. <laughs> oh Have you God. been trying to hack again, Yoda? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in wires, hairs on fire, black marks all over my face. <laughs> but no, she she hits a thing, and it, I I just I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. It's like there is no reason you would put that ability on a fucking prisoner bed like that. It makes no sense. <laughs> Also, the other bit that got me about that whole scene was this secret utility and everything else has only simply got one room where they put both prisoners, and it's like, sure, keep them apart. I don't put them together. You know, cannot, uh, little, yeah. why would you put like, them next to each other? Why is she there? Like, Cypher, it's, it's a medical yeah. thing, I think, because they're healing her up. But it's like, why is Cypher there? If she's She's probably been down there for a little bit. Why is she in there in that room at that same time? Well, I'm going to guess that that Brie Larson set that up. Oh, I suppose. Oh, but, I suppose. But, yeah, that makes sense. I suppose. Yeah. But is Brie Larson working with Cipher? Because Cipher said she had a plan, and then they get the. It turns out they're in the Antarctic, so they get the the parkas and everything. And after they have a, a pointless fight, just because Letty's mad at her, which understandably so, oh, but still, yeah. Um, they they go up and they hike across the Antarctic to get to the sub, which clearly Cipher had pulled in. And oh oh, by the way, guess who's on the sub? Giselle from who died died in six. Uh, yeah, yeah. And again, she got what got, what got <laughs> that's, like, that's my favorite line in um, Top Top Secret when it's like going, "What's the condition of um, Agent So and So?" Okay, let me know if there's any change in his condition. He's yeah. dead. He's dead. <laughs> the bit that got she me got as well better. was... <laughs> yeah, the bit that got me as well, every time there was 
something was going to happen, it was all perfectly timed. I love the fact that Letty and Charlie Sheeran go over the hill just as the submarine comes up. And the amount of times Momoa would sort of go, oh, well, so-and-so and so-and-so. And then it's like, oh, they'd all turn up just at that second. Like, they're going, no, wait, wait, no. He said it now, go now, go now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it was just, yeah. It so, was, yeah, okay, so Dom and Letty are in Italy. Letty gets captured. Dom goes on the run. He meets up with Jathan Statham's mom, uh, Helen <laughs> yeah, yeah, where she gives us some information. Meanwhile, Han, Ramsey, Tej, and Roman are all on, on the run. Roman apparently has decided that banks suck, so he keeps all his money. <laughs> His body <laughs> just under all the time, as well. All the time. So again, well, <laughs> just good like, thing he did that because apparently uh, Jason Momoa was able to steal all their money from all their wherever they kept it. They kept talking again, about blockchain was, or something. But again, it was kind of like, right, what happens the other day when we were at the pool party and I pushed you in the pool? Uh, you know, were you wearing the money then? <laughs> Stuff. Now, <laughs> I did like that at one point with those three, Roman you know, actually has a moment where he's not yes. the butt of the joke. He's like, I really screwed up. I don't yeah. know how to lead. I got, this is all my fault. It was a nice moment. And, uh, you know, ah, character growth. Okay, good enough. I'm happy. <laughs> nice. I'm happy. And uh, so they get on a plane and they're going to try to, I don't know what they're going to try to <laughs> They're trying to get. Oh, they get Jason Statham. At that point, that's right. That's right. The new Mister Nobody is going after all the team because they think they blew up Italy. And yeah. So. Oh, right. No, again. Sorry, just to interrupt. That's another scene that got me. Was Mister Nobody's daughter Brie Larson meets up with Alan Richter, who plays um, Reacher in the Amazon uh, Amazon series, who's great. I love her. But that. Who who has a, an office like that with just big screens around them? I was looking at it going, that, who designed that? As opposed to having like an office like we've got with stuff more than that. It's just a big open room with massive screens on there, but showing everything oh. that he's talking about. Again, it, it's, it's a mess. And she gets in there because she stole a key off a guard or something. Every, I mean, I, go on. I wish our government was this competent. Um, right, so, sorry, Gator, Gator, shut up. All right, it's not the point. It's not the point. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, go on. Stop saying logical stuff. This is a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> um, so Dom gets caught by the Reacher guy, and yeah. then they end up on the same because he's still he oh wait he goes down to brazil that's right to rate to to get why did he go down to brazil i guess because they figured out that it jason momoa to, to, to meet up with his miss his, his dead wife's sister that's why well he didn't know she was going to be down there he recognized her but i don't think that's why he went down there i think he went down there to confront Momoa and to I get think, some help. No, no, I think they went down there because they had the budget to go down there, so they did. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and Vin Diesel wanted to get a tan, so it's carnival, <laughs> baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they get down there and they have to have their requisite street race with Jason Momoa. Who set everything up? 
perfectly for them. Yeah, and he he doesn't win the race because Momoa, I guess you could say, cheats. He blows up cars. It's a little bit guy. cheating in a street race to put a bomb on another person's car. That Seems is, like I think it. that is classist. Hang on a minute. Let me just check the check the rule book. Yeah, he's cheating. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and of course. Dom say so it's the four of them in this race. Why is there four of them in this race? Well, it was clearly between Dom and Jason Momoa. I don't know why the other two are in the race. It made no sense other than for the hostage or for the you know saving yeah. lives aspect. It was and for somebody and for somebody not important to die. Exactly. So <laughs> he's able to save her by knocking her car into something which scrapes the bomb off. Bomb just, off. Again, it was just, it was so Physics are badly. simply suggestions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Understand Basically, that okay. if, you, if you believe enough that something's going to happen, it will. <laughs> so, okay. So then he has the street race with Momoa. He gets caught in Momoa's lair. And because he figures out he's in that old police station that's been abandoned since Fast Five. Mm. And... They capture him and they're on the they're on the bridge and that's when Momoa's team comes in to get him, and then Reacher says, "Well, I guess I'm, I'm believing you now, Dom, that it isn't all your fault." Uh, so then, the guy that died in Fast, the guy that died was from Fast and Furious Five. Like it he matters. was, he was. Well, but like it matters. <laughs> no, I think it mattered. <laughs> well, he died. Do you think? We got three more movies. He could come back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I I got a bit of a burn, but I was fine. <laughs> I've got uh, yeah. a scar. I, I put a band aid. A little back teen. It was fine. Oh, yeah. um, so so then, Dom is being helped by Reacher, and they're going to go after. So, so okay, all right. Now I need to take a step back. So then. While all this is going on, then uh, John Cena's character, is the brother, goes in to That's rescue right. the son and Mia. And they have this huge, you know, fight shootout where the, the federal agents are coming in. And, you know, but I mean, it's John Cena. You got no chance. And he takes the kid and and they do all this, <laughs> this rigmarole. Like they're going kayaking in a real shitty car. But they get on a plane... Basically, Jason uh, uh, John Cena then babysits for the rest of the movie. Right. Yeah. And the whole idea is to lose the people, but they have to be... He said something really nonsensical. It's like, well, you can't lose a tail. In order to lose a tail, you have to let them find you first. I'm like going, what? No. <laughs> Makes no sense. I, I, I'm no James Bond, but even I know that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. But it was all to get them on this plane to find out that the kayak was not really a kayak. It was a portable plane. <laughs> they got in and, and oh, again, went out that was the just, passengers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. In Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Call. In Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, <laughs> there is a plane underneath the, the blimp, the, the, the um, uh, uh, thing, airship that, that takes off, right? Yeah, right. Which makes perfect sense, right? I love the fact they go down to steerage, which is generally absolutely chock-a-block stuff, a lot of stuff, but there's enough room for them to move around. And then also, 
Oh, what kind of a fuel does it run on? Oh, a couple of little bottles of vodka. It's fine. Again, it was just kind of like, right. Again, this is five-year-old. This is Homer Simpson going, one for me, one for you. One for me with the alcoholic-run car, you know? <laughs> so they put they, they get him in the blade from 30,000 feet. They... It's like a bat. It's like canvas wings or something. It's really weird. And they get and they are able to get right to where they need to be, which is some secret hideout that Cena has. I, I don't know if I blinked for a second, but somehow they got found there, and I'm not sure how that yeah. happened. But oh, so then uh, they're in because. a chase. Because so then yeah. they the the kid and John Cena get into this car that is covered with rockets. <laughs> Bazookas. <coughs> Again, because one thing I've I've always felt is missing on my car is some form of bomb launcher. Uh, you know, you, I've I, got I've got a stereo, I've got air conditioning, I haven't got a bomb launcher, which is would, always really annoying. It would cut me. down on road rage. It's this is for me. If I could just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on, Grandma. The light is green. <laughs> Bam. But uh, that device was there so something could happen later, which we won't spoil. But apparently it was supposed to be an emotional moment, oh, but I did watch the, it again. He had a he'll tracking be, device. That's right. He did have a tracking He'll be back. But yeah, so, go on anyway. <laughs> so then that's when Dom meets up with them, and he's being chased by all of Momoa's men, or a lot of them. I don't know. There's like 75,000 cars chasing this this rocket car. And I call it a rocket car. It didn't have rockets on it. It launched rockets. <laughs> That's what it did. I thought it was going to be a rocket car, but yeah. It's a bazooka car. Um, so <laughs> you guys are, I, I, I know this sounds like I'm making fun of it and I didn't like the movie. I absolutely <laughs> love the movie. But I, I think I loved it for its retardedness. I don't know. I can't explain it, guys. I don't. I'm not proud of this, okay? I'm not no, proud of it. But that's the whole thing. It's like I say, the movies have got so out of hand. You expect them to be ultra stupid, but you all start like going, eh, it's good though, isn't it? It's like, it's, yeah. <laughs> You're having fun, right? Fun. <laughs> it's had freaking fun. So, and part of the fun is laughing at the absurdity of it all, I think. Yeah. So, Dom is, they're in, a, they're in one of those big cargo jets, um, and... He, he's got his car with him because, of course, he does. And he, he gets in the car, and they they back him out of the jet right over the bridge or the highway or whatever, and he lands and, and smush, smushes two cars, and the car's fine. Again, <laughs> you know? okay, just, coming, just coming back to this point about the car being fine, I love the fact that in the beginning, his car... This, this big bomb that's going off, this uh, um, uh, unbelievably massive bomb that's going off... <laughs> He, man he smashes that a few times. He drives off a bridge into a crane, into a wall, and his car oh, keeps, yeah. keeps driving. For the Chinese <laughs> just... bomb in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. And and I thought, right, if my car goes over a two-inch pothole, I've got to call for a, I've got to get it towed home. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas his cars, nah, they can do anything. They're, they're magic cars. So yeah. um, they, were, they were made by the same dealer that gave the Blues Brothers their car. <laughs> Um, yes. So they they he 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 gets into this crazy thing and then they manage to th they manage to get with 
Cena and Cena and and him do this weird thing where they spin the cars around and he basically just throws the kid into Vin Diesel's car. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, is, it is very much a kind of like, okay, kid, you remember that thing we practiced at home? Okay, we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, they did, he did. He's like, you remember that thing we practiced? He, like, he, you practiced this? Even though Jason go? Momoa is trying to kill you, I'm going to do it for him, all right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So he... He takes the kid then, and John Cena sacrifices himself by by turning all the rockets straight down at the ground, and then the thing shoots them off, <laughs> and it Knight Riders turbo boosts itself and flips uh. over, and the whole thing explodes. Everything explodes. It's like, oh, John Cena's dead. Is he, though? Yeah. Is he? Again, he'll be back. I thought that was supposed to be quite a... Uh, a touching moment, but I did think to myself, "Yes, no." I'm laughing. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so then they they end up on a dam, and Momoa has two semis full of gas. Turn ready for this moment, the exact moment. Yeah, <laughs> the man's a planner. You got to give him oh, that. Yeah. He is a planner. Yeah. He may be. If an you can be there psychopath. by four o'clock, should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're remote control. So then he smashes them into each other, which, of course, they all explode. And this is where Vin Diesel, you probably saw this train drives off the dam. <laughs> He's going straight. I'm laughing. I'm gone. I'm laughing so hard. And yeah. they end up in the water. They're okay. They're fine. And that's where Momoa has his ultimate plan where he's got bombs all over the dam. He's about ready to blow up the dam. And it's like, how are they going to get out of this? And <laughs> <laughs> and in the meantime, we find out that the reason why it went this bad is because the Reacher character has been working with him all along, which yeah. it seems like he should have been. He could have made things a lot easier for him way e earlier. Instead of tossing Dom a gun, he could have shot Dom, I'm guessing, and saved them a lot of headache. I, there were so many opportunities where they could have just shot Jason Momoa and they just didn't do it. And I kept thinking, he's 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 right there. He's right, You've got to just right there. Well, why'd the Reacher character keep helping Dom when if he could just, I mean, you say, oh, you shot him in the leg. Okay, you could have shot him in the leg or injured him or something. They could, him and Momoa could have taken him and then they could have gone after the kid, which just, then he would have got the kid because it wouldn't have yeah. been sold his magic car saving everybody. I'm going to go, okay, you didn't need to, you wouldn't have needed to blow up a dam and all this other stuff, but okay, guy's a sociopath, whatever. Um, and then that we find this out because at the same time, Tej, Ramsey, they all come in their plane and Reacher shoots the engine and then the plane goes over the hill and explodes. So they're dead. Sure. <laughs> I believe they're dead. Again, it was the whole thing was ridiculous, but at the same time, I found myself laughing very heartily at the whole thing. It was like I say, it was. It, I always put movies into two categories: pieces of artwork and entertainment. Sometimes they cross over, but most of the time they keep themselves separate. This was firmly on the side of just entertainment. It was. It was fun. And I, I laughed quite heartily, probably at places I shouldn't have done. But the yeah. whole thing was ridiculously good fun. It's it's unintentional fun. And then at the end, we find out 
when when uh, Letty and and Cipher find the submarine, which I think was from Fast Eight, the and Giselle yeah. is on it, so she's alive. And then the mid credit scene. I don't know if you watched that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Jason Momoa is like, uh, there, there's a team that's breaking into this air, this whatever they're breaking into to to arrest Momoa. <laughs> is but Momoa sh- isn't there. Yeah. And it turns out it's Hobbs. And Momoa says, Yeah, I went after Dom, but I know you were the one that pulled the trigger on my dad. Trigger on my dad, yeah. So Hobbs is going to be back. Every, they're bringing the, all the band back together. Who cares if they were dead? <laughs> <laughs> it was the only person I didn't see was um, Paul Walker. Uh, so I hope he's okay. Yeah, but, and funnily enough, he's the only guy that's still technically alive <laughs> in this <Yeah>. universe. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was Fast 10. Like I say, it was one of those films. It was utterly bloody stupid, but it was it was entertaining. It, ultimately, I think, because I know Aggie's not been a fan of the franchise, but ultimately, if you've enjoyed the others, you'll enjoy this one. If you haven't, probably best to stay away. I don't think this is going to change not, your mind. I'm not apologizing for my love of these movies anymore or saying, yeah, I know, but... Or anything like that. No, nah, these... These movies are unapologetically trying to entertain me, which is more than I can say for anything else out there right now. And if that's all you're wanting to do is is let me have a good time at various different levels and you're leaning into the stupid and you know it, but you just want us to have a good time. How can I hate something like that? And it's fun. I had had a ball. If you say, I can't stand those movies, they're so stupid, I can't deal with it. You're absolutely justified in feeling that way. I don't blame you one bit. They, I don't expect everybody to have their cup of tea. But I I know what they are. They know what they are. They know they're stupid. I know they're stupid. They know I know they're stupid. And they just <laughs> want us to have a good time. And I'm like, oh, you know what? You've you've earned my you've earned my loyalty. I'm gonna be there watching the next one. I I'm having a good time. You guys are having a good time, and that's all that matters. Great. Let's say, I can't up, remember. I can't. I can't remember the last time watching a movie like this that I was just that entertained. Even Guardians, like I say, there was still stuff in there Top that was Gun. just eh. Top Gun. I would yeah, say I, I was having that good a time. That's yeah, the last I time I was really just invested. Uh, I just was, yeah, invested and swept along and wanted to rewatch it again. Fair enough. So, oh, there you go. Then. Big Cadis just said that. Again, I like it. So, an 8 out of 10. Um, I mean, like I said, I gave it, I think, 3 out of 5 stars. It's, I was probably being a bit stingy on that. I could have probably given it a little bit more because the more I thought about it, the more I did actually enjoy it. Um, Okie doke. Let us wrap up. So, uh, Yoda, you carry on. All right. This has been another amazing presentation from lastmovieoutpost.com you can reach us on twitter at, at movieoutpost he is at boba phil i'm at drunken yoda one matt eggy Weggs is not here this time you can also find us on facebook at slash last movie outpost and at instagram at last movie outpost we are the source for all the latest movie news streaming news and everything cool about film we are the cool news now bill got anything uh last words no nope. i'm good I'm good, too. So thank you very much for watching, and we will see you on the next stream.